0: This time on Holy Ghost Notes, I'm better than you because... Wait, what? I know, I play better. Like, it's it's amazing. Yeah, just rub it in my face, why don't you? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Hey, this is Matt and Tim, and you're listening to the Holy Ghost Notes. Welcome. What's up? What's, what's up, going on, what's man? Up? Good morning to you. Hope you got your coffee morning. this morning. It's an early one. I didn't get my coffee yet.
1: Oh, you I did didn't. no, okay. my my. Uh, <laughs> we haven't talked about coffee in a while, have we? We uh, have not. <laughs> probably for for the better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> my coffee machine is so loud. It's funny, and uh, my my son is still sleeping. So, yeah, just rub it in my face. Why don't you? <laughs> hmm. You know, that was not intentional,
0: but I understand why you'd say that. Um, yeah. I have a story for you about early morning um well something that happened recently can i tell you mhm all right yeah it's kind it was kind of traumatic um <laughs> okay so last week we got a snowstorm yeah uh in the northeast we got a lot of snow we don't always get a lot of snow so i'm one of those people that if it's cold let it snow i thought it was great well i do snow removal for a buddy of mine mhm uh his name's Josh Longenecker his his um His nickname's Buck, so the company's called Buck's Lawn Care. So every time it snows, I get a call. I know exactly what the call is about. It's not, hey, how are you? It's, you able to work for me. Yeah, That's right, that's exactly right. I know you need me, man. This is not about fun, this is about work. And um, no, he's a really, really great boss. He's a great friend, hilarious. We have a lot of fun working together. Just awesome. Just a good time. So, except for this night, (laughs) it's funny. It's usually a good time. So I went out at three in the morning. It had been snowing for a little while. Um, believe it or not, that was late compared to the rest of the crew. Mm-hmm. I just needed to get some sleep because I had some studio work to do that day and I didn't want to be completely wiped out. Yeah. So I worked from three to nine and then the snow stopped. And I plow a bunch of parking lots. I plow a church. I plow um a couple businesses in Mannheim, mm-hmm. you know. And I just kind of make the circuit until the parking lots are clear. Anyway, I run a truck plow, so I know the route. I got it done. Cool. Headed to the studio. It starts snowing again. And it starts really snowing. Yeah. So I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get everything done here and then get out of here because the roads are getting bad and I actually need to get to work. Yeah. So, um, So I started plowing at 5.45 p.m. And I worked until 3.30 a.m. Oh, my gosh. So I was awake for like, I was awake for 24 hours exhausted but you know i was still doing well at three o'clock in the morning i yeah. i had two more properties to do so we went to Mannheim. there's a church there called saint paul's church and i've been there before landscaping i've never plowed <clears throat> so um i was shown how to plow it and the gentleman left and now i was alone well i noticed to my right there was a um there, there was sort of something questionable. There was something. I had an eerie feeling about um, something that was happening on the premise. Okay. And I, do you know what I mean when I say, like, you can't, you can't really explain why you have a weird feeling about it. It just yeah. gives you this, something doesn't feel right. Well, I had yeah, that feeling yeah. the whole time I was opening up this parking lot. Huh. And um, I made sure to be to be safe and kind of like open up my end rows so I wasn't close to anybody's house or anybody's fence or anybody's car. I gave myself tons of margin because I was tired and I knew I yeah. probably wasn't, a, um, I, I wasn't as acute as I was when I started. So about 20 minutes into this job, I hear somebody yell at me. I have my window down because when you're plowing, it gets really hot in your truck. Mm-hmm. You need it to be hot so the windshield doesn't frost over. but. It just gets so hot. So you roll your window down. I, I clearly hear someone yelling at me. I ignored it, <laughs> hoping oh, no. it was just something happening yeah. out there in the world that didn't affect me. <laughs> and uh, Sure enough, I heard it again. And this gentleman runs up to me. Um, he's wearing bright orange, bright, bright orange, you know, snowmobile suit. I had seen him because mm-hmm. he was wearing bright orange and because he's out at three o'clock in the morning yeah yeah it it seems strange to me yeah um i sat there as he berated me um he claimed that i almost hit him he was using expletives which i'll leave out of the story um more probably (laughs) more expletives than (laughs) non-expletives and i'm just sitting there just like this just sitting here in my truck yeah in drive but foot on the brake waiting mm-hmm. to make my next run, hoping this doesn't continue. And he just keeps going and going and going. And um, he said, "Didn't, don't use your mirrors. Didn't you see me? I didn't say anything. And then he looked at my, my left ear, and I have an AirPod in, mm-hmm. just one. Uh, so my boss can call me, talk to me. I have transparency mm-hmm. mode on so that I can hear what's going on. But at least that way I'm fi- I'm uh, hands-free is what it's called, I guess, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yep. yeah.
0: So um, he starts giving me a hard time about that. It's illegal. He's going to report me for having this. This is the first time I talked. I said, I'm only wearing one. I'm not wearing one in this year. I don't drive with it in. I'm just working with it in, in this parking lot in case I get a call from my boss. Explain Mm -hmm. the situation. He continues to talk about how if I had hit him, right, what he would Mm -hmm. have done. And he said, "I would have come up to your truck. I would have opened the door. I would have pulled you out of your truck, and I would have dragged you across the parking lot
1: in a okay. church parking lot. In a church parking lot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about
0: that. Man, that takes it to yeah. a
1: new level. Yeah, that's a that's a that's right. pretty serious. This guy's, yeah, this guy's pretty fired up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: she's pretty fired up. That's right. Yeah. So this is the the first time I'm really like." speaking to this issue that he's 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 accusing me of you know a serious thing yeah yeah. um which uh okay and i so i said i'm sorry i am sorry i just i said it i put it out there and and he said sorry doesn't cut it sorry doesn't replace me and he starts walking away and turns around and then just starts laying to me again about how if I had hit him, here's what I would have done. So do you know that fight or flight thing that kicks in whenever yeah. you feel like there's a, about to be a fight? Yeah, yeah. Yep. That that was about the moment because I mm. realized, you know, if if this thing was going to be diffused, I obviously didn't hit him. Yeah. Um I, I know with 100 percent certainty that i wasn't close to hitting him because of mm-hmm. what i did before i started plowing the parking lot to make sure i, I didn't have to be close to anybody if yeah. i was close to hitting him it's because he was walking into a part of the parking lot i was plowing that he shouldn't have been in but certainly mm-hmm. i was not close to hitting him on his property right right and by the way he's wearing bright orange so it, it the whole right. thing you wouldn't have hit him yeah checks out so um But I figured I'm sorry would be enough to say, okay, let's just squash this so I can finish this job and we can all go to bed. It wasn't. And when I realized it wasn't enough, I called my boss and I said, Buck, I'm getting out of here. And he said, cool, parking lot done? No, parking lot's not done. (laughs) I'm not going to finish it either because the way my logic is working out right now, it's better for there to be some snow in a, a church parking lot on a Monday afternoon Tuesday afternoon. I'm sorry. When the church service isn't until Sunday, mm-hmm. then for me to potentially be accused of something for which there are no witnesses to defend me. Yeah. And he's like, "Cool, go home and sleep." Now I explained the situation a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got home and uh, I couldn't really sleep, man. I couldn't yeah. sleep. I After had this that. guy's face in my in my head and just being accused of something with like so much. Uh, I don't know. The, the guy was just, he was angry, angry, yeah. angry, angry, like mm. hurt you, angry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, man, it was just, it was interesting. I was tired mm. and I'm glad that I made the decision I did to get out of there. It's a yeah. shame that anything like that had to happen at all, but it just reminded that's me that that's crazy, man. It wow. just reminded me that you know, we're only in control of, of how we handle ourselves in any situation, mm-hmm. and um you know, I'm, I'm glad that I said fewer words, not more words. Um, I, I'm not saying that I handle myself perfectly because he probably took what I said as like being facetious, Mm -hmm. you know, me saying, I'm sorry, but I, I really didn't mean it that way. I was just like, I'm sorry. Like I, I, that, that was probably not fun for a truck to be that close to you that you feel like I was going to hit you. You know what I mean? yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was just a very, very strange situation, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, and I don't interact with a lot of people that
1: are like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a test. It's kind of a test. It felt like a test. And it's, yeah, I'd, I'd place that under the test list. Yeah. 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 Sounds like an oddball to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little off, you know, a little off I about think
0: so. that. I think so. I think so, and you know that that's that makes me that makes me upset even more because it's just like that guy. I mean, who knows what that guy's story is? You know, right? That guy yeah. that that guy was 35 years old at one point. Like, by the way, he was probably in his 60s. I didn't mention his age, but okay. um, but you know, our stories all lead us to become who we are, right? And it's like at any given point, we have touch points with people all around us, and it's our decision to make. To make the right decision in that moment and how we handle mm-hmm. it, yeah. Um, and it it was a unique experience for me because, admittedly, I'm really fortunate to be surrounded by people who, you know, are just generally don't nice treat people. people like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just don't. Yeah. But yeah.
0: but I'm aware of the fact that a lot of people aren't given that type of uh type of environment. You know, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of people out there who 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 rub shoulders with with people who are not nice, mm-hmm. and um. And just just mean, you know, in the workplace, yeah. in their community. Um, and it, that gave me
1: a better perspective of what that's like. Hmm. Not easy. Yeah. yeah. It's not easy. Yeah, dealing with people is uh one of the hardest things in life. <laughs> it's one of the most rewarding things. True. Um, especially when you have a group of good people around you like you mentioned. Um, but it is one of the hardest things, especially in business, um, which I guess this wasn't necessarily for you a, a business exchange, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> you were working. So I guess kind of, kind of yeah, is, um, kind of, yeah, but, All, uh, it was like on the job. Yeah. You were on the job, <laughs> but not a coworker, um, but yeah, but it's something that could have happened, you know, outside of the job, I guess, te- That's technically, right. but, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's. It seems like you handled yourself well. I totally get not being able to sleep after that, though. The adrenaline's so high, and, like, Man. adrenaline is an amazing thing. I don't know if you've ever read stories about, like, what adrenaline can do, but, like, you know, mothers picking up cars to save their kids that are stuck beneath, like, I mean, adrenaline is a powerful chemical, Yeah, yeah. and, uh it doesn't uh it doesn't leave your system very quickly. That's <laughs> so, right. That's you know. exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> you probably had I... a really good sleep after it wore off, but
0: <laughs> Yeah, like when my alarm went off, yeah, I right. felt like I was about to sleep pretty
1: well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <Too> <laughs> about bad you couldn't... that
0: moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got to go you play just drums. call Grant.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey Grant, I've got a lot of adrenaline right now. Can we just start <laughs> like right now?
0: <laughs> I probably could. That kid's so talented, but I couldn't live with myself. <laughs> So, spe- speaking of um, of mothers with adrenaline,
1: and um, your current situation, you're you're about <laughs> to have a a baby. Yeah, any any day now, any second. I'm actually I have my phone right in front of me, and if I get a call, it's go time because she knows I'm recording this. And uh, so, yeah. if if a call comes through. I'm stopping pro tools and I'm running out of here. <laughs> Sorry man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it could it, it could happen any day. We thought we thought he'd be here by now and and uh he's not, but yeah. he'll come when it's the right time. So, we're just That's uh right. it's a tough place to be in, you know, like this um so my first uh my son was induced, so we had a date. Mm-hmm. We knew exactly what to do to prepare for it and um we went into the hospital knowing when we come out of here we're walking out with our first child you know um yeah. and th- and this one is just like we've been mm. in this waiting mode for two weeks because um, mm. we just had no idea what was going to happen with you know julianne's uh my wife's previous condition um with you know she had like liver failure with my first so like there mm-hmm. was like uh, like we have to have appointments ready with the doctor and be ready to go in. Uh, So this hasn't been as bad this time around, but um, you just never know. And so especially the last few days like leading up to the due date uh, was just like, you know, I can't schedule anything, can't plan anything. Um, We're trying to be very careful like with the COVID stuff because um, even though we're not like, we're not super uptight or nervous about getting it, but like, we're not even allowed, like, I'm not allowed into the hospital if I have symptoms. That's right. Um, or have yeah. a fever or anything. And the baby, there was a chance that the baby was going to be taken to the NICU if she tested positive. So mm. we're just trying to be really careful, like, no exposure. Absolutely. And it's just a really tough place to be in when you're there for, like, two weeks of, like, waiting. Like, any minute. Any minute yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh... it's good you know it's it's all worth it in the end and this is the thing that I will completely forget well now I won't because it's on a podcast episode but this is the type (laughs) of thing that I normally would forget about you know a couple years down the road it's like you know oh yeah remember the pregnancy not really (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. it kind of (laughs) fades after a while once the baby comes (laughs) you know your your priorities shift but um yeah man it's a it's a crazy time I'm glad we were able to to you know uh sit down and and uh have a conversation this is these conversations are the ones that I look forward to uh the most I think um and uh stick with me so I'll probably still be thinking about these these well I probably won't be talking thinking about this when the baby's coming but you know (laughs) (laughs) maybe up until the baby comes I'll be thinking about this stuff yeah (laughs) and then you won't
0: be anymore well we're we're thinking, <laughs> you know, thinking of you, rooting for you, praying for you guys. Thank and you. I appreciate you making some time to do this this morning. I know the episode. Yeah. So today is admittedly a Saturday. Super Bowl's tomorrow. This episode comes out on the tenth, so mm-hmm. um, which, as it turns out, is Wednesday, I believe. So by yeah. the time you hear this, um, Tim probably has a has a baby. Uh, yes. Certainly, Most certainly, we all hope for for their sake that it happens sooner than later because mm-hmm. it's. Your wife is very, very
1: pregnant. More pregnant yes. than she's ever been pregnant before in her pregnancies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Very pregnant, very uncomfortable. <laughs> Not sleeping, you know. Yeah. The works. But Jeez. yeah. So Super Bowl is tomorrow. You kinda of slip that in there. Who you got? Who you got for the Super Bowl? Tampa Bay. Yeah.
0: Tom Brady factor. Mm. And the defense. Um Mahomes and the Chiefs are so fast and so good. Are they stoppable or are they unstoppable? The Buffalo Bills could not keep up with the speed. I think the Bucks defense is going to, and I think Tom Brady's going to do what he does best. Yeah. What about you?
1: I've got a bad feeling that Tom Brady's going to take another Super Bowl (laughs) Bowl ring home with him. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy, right? I mean, It's it's crazy. I saw a meme yesterday. It was like, um, and the, this might have been in the inner circle meme group, uh but it was like uh when we said we wanted things to go back to normal we didn't mean Tom Brady in the Super Bowl again <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, but it's that so true. I mean the guy so is has been in the Super Bowl more times than anybody it's like insane, you know it's just it's ridiculous now, and he switches teams and you think, all right, at least we don't have the you know Belichick Brady combo anymore and goes and does it again dude he's so confident i
0: i think it's his confidence that gives him success i think sometimes yeah. faking it till you make it is a greater asset to anybody than the ability to do that thing yeah like tom brady being on the team gives everybody the confidence that they can win even if the chiefs are a better team and they are <laughs> yeah. it's like and having it's that, him is
1: like a rite of passage that's like right our
0: quarterback is tom brady so you know so we're gonna win
1: <laughs> like yeah.
0: i'm going to play better because my quarterback is tom brady yeah. Because he's confident and he says we're going to win. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, it's the reason I'm sitting here in my studio saying the Pucketeers are going to beat the Chiefs. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: right. It's yeah, the Tom Brady as their quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. They do have a stacked offense, though. I mean, with Mike Evans and Gronk is back with Brady as the tight end. You know, AB I mean, they've got, came back. I mean, they've got a huge, huge uh, offense there. It's insane. Everybody, every name on that list you recognize.
0: So you know. the Bucs are going to have to stop Hill and Kelsey to win. They're going to have to slow them down. They can't stop mm-hmm. them. But the Bills failed at staying on top of Kelsey, and I think that was – I mean, obviously, you can't do that. Yeah. So obviously the Bucks have been able to watch the Bills tape uh, since then, and mm-hmm. Gronk has to have a huge game. Yeah. AB and Evans probably have to have huge games too. I mean – Just Mm -hmm. the fact that Antonio Brown came back, you know, he was like, making hip hop, you know, like, not that long ago, he was waking up at 11 in the
1: morning and turning on his MacBook Pro and like, you know, recording loops. (laughs) How would it have been to be in that conversation with with the Bucks management team? What if we make a play for Brady? (laughs) <laughs> what if we, uh, what if we revitalize our offense a little bit here? What if we, what if we start a new team? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that conversation must have been like groundbreaking. Uh, this yeah. team hasn't done anything. I mean, I, like it, the hard part for me is that I want to root for the Bucks. Yeah. because they've done so poorly. Like yeah. they're the underdog as a team. Yeah, but I but I can't root for them because Brady is not the underdog. Brady is the one who is always in the Super Bowl winning. You know, it's that's right. So it's just a it's a weird. You know, what who does it say more about Tom Brady or or Belichick? I think it has a lot to do. I, I think it. I, I think this is a tough year for Belichick because he felt like he was responsible for a lot of this, and uh, I think he had a hand in making the decision. Um, of letting Tom go from the Patriots and so I think he's regretting that decision a little bit because he's realizing now that he can't do it with any quarterback you know and Tom had a lot to do with the success of the team I mean Cam Newton is no
0: slouch like the guy's good at football Cam's a good quarterback it's it's not like he's got some yeah that's I think it says I think it says a lot about uh... well it says a lot about both people but for for a lot of people, Bill Belichick was the reason Tom Brady was great, and now mm-hmm. it's clear that as great of a quarterback as Belichick is, maybe the greatest of all time, um, he's he's not what he could be with without Tom Brady at the helm. Right. Yeah. Yep. And certainly, Tom Brady makes makes Bill Belichick a more successful winning yeah. the most winningest coach oh man yeah it'll be fun to watch yeah. um i'm excited about it you know i i always i i mean we both love sports sports are awesome yeah. And yeah, yeah. I'll be watching sports with my family. And hopefully
1: you'll mm-hmm. get to see it, depending on how <laughs> yeah, things play out the next <laughs> we were, 48 We were hours. planning it out yesterday. We were like, if we're in the hospital, as long as the baby's like not literally coming out, yeah. let's figure out a way to have the Super Bowl on TV. <laughs>
0: That's right. So does your <laughs> wife want to watch it, wings. too?
1: Oh, yeah. My wife is a bigger football fan than I am.
0: Oh, cool. So she wants oh, to yeah. watch it. Well, dude, how great would it be if you have the baby, say, like, today... And mm-hmm. then tomorrow can be a little bit more relaxing. You have the game on. Yeah. You know, um,
1: it's all the pregnancies behind you. Like That would be perfect. Life is just fine and dandy. Yeah. If she, uh, you know, ideally if this episode, if we finish recording this episode and she's like, hey, we're ready, uh, like that would be perfect. Yeah. We'll just go, have the baby. Um, We'll, you know, my my son is staying at my in laws. We'll just stop there on the way back from the hospital with the new baby, watch the Super Bowl, come home. You know, like <laughs> that would be that great. would be perfect. I'm not expecting it to happen that way, but no. that would be great. Well, maybe there's always maybe. a chance. There's there's a yeah there's a chance. Yeah, we'll start we'll start praying hard during this uh, <laughs> <laughs> this recording, <laughs> but. uh, <laughs> So, uh, speaking of Tom Brady and sports and determination and winning, winningly. Winning. um, winning Winningness. Winningness. We have some cool topics today. Our drum topic specifically is um, speed and stamina, which uh, Matt has a little bit more to say about that than I do, uh, but it's going to be a fun one. And then uh, our faith topic uh, is what are you missing out on? So um, I'm excited to dive into both of these. So, Matt, why don't you kick it off with Speed and Stamina?
0: All right, Speed and Stamina as it pertains to drumming. Let's talk about football first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Tom Brady was 23. 23-year-old Tom Brady was a sixth-round draft pick for the Patriots. Tall, lanky, ran the 40-yard dash in 5.28 seconds. Most quarterbacks do it in under five. Man. He's now in his mid 40s 43 I think uh been to the Super Bowl 10 times about to win another one most likely (laughs) uh by the time you're listening to this maybe you're like what were they thinking they lost but um we'll see we'll see how it shakes you know shakes Mm -hmm. down but Brady also lost
1: in the Super Bowl before (laughs) he has lost he has lost so
0: yeah yeah. and everyone's shocked and excited Mm -hmm. actually yeah um Brady wakes up at 5.30 in the morning. He meets his trainer at 8. Uh, he works out. A couple workouts a day. And I I just thought, it, fa- I, I found it fascinating recently when I heard something about Tom Brady and why he's successful. So, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. probably the better quarterback all around, right? Uh, smart decision-making, able to scramble, get out of the pocket, make moves, um, sort of make the defense question what he's going to do. Whereas with Tom Brady, you know he's he's a pocket quarterback. He's gonna stand there and he's gonna he's yeah. gonna try to find someone. You know, he's gonna try to find hands. So, um Aaron Rodgers, though, isn't in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady is. Mm-hmm. Lucky, maybe a little bit. But there's something about Tom Brady that makes him Uber successful and the GOAT. In many people's minds, and it's um, it's his confidence, his confidence to uh, his 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 confidence to say, you know what, no matter what, no matter how much we're down, we can win this game. Super Bowl 2016 was it? They were down like 28 points, 25 points yeah. at the half, came back and won. So he makes everybody better. But I heard an interview recently where he was talking about how does he do that under pressure how does he have that confidence and his advice was to relax so i want to talk about that as it pertains to drumming because in drumming oftentimes our th- our thinking is as we've talked about drum sets up on a riser spotlights are on it everybody's watching get up there and just hammer down with everything you've got um, you know the more muscles you have the better um yeah. the stronger you are The better. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you look at it as like this, 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 this instrument that requires an enormous amount of physical ability, which is true. Next to singing, as we've talked about, I think drumming is the most physically demanding instrument, but not in the way that you think. So, I want to talk about Matt Halpern. When when Matt Halpern plays drums, dude's a beast. He is just flowing, right? Symbols, all the symbols are moving all the time. Um, and he speaks to this physical element a lot. If you haven't heard of Matt Halpern, check him out. Um, But he's just a perfect example of like you don't see huge biceps and huge quads on this dude. He's he's fit, and he takes care of his body, as does Tom Brady. But his ability to play with this relaxation is what gives him both speed Mm -hmm. and stamina. The opposite of that would be to be tense and locked up and inhibit your body, um, the luxury of playing something for a long period of time. It's almost like this, Tim. What if I were to tell you, okay, I want you to hold your breath and I want you to run as fast as you can around your development, but you can't breathe. And you're like, wait, you want me to hold my breath? Don't breathe and run as fast as I can, okay? Okay. And your first thought is like, "I'm only going to make it so far," right? Right. Yep. Your body needs oxygen. It's mm-hmm. how it deals with the exertion that it's putting out. Mm-hmm. Um, the same is true with drumming, and I have to remind myself this a lot. I have to remind myself of this a lot. If I don't breathe, at, like as I'm playing actively, it's like you're. It's like you're sitting at the gas pump, and you have and you're just fueling up with gas um all of the time you're constantly filling up with gas if you're constantly breathing mm-hmm. and it's weird that we have to remind ourselves of that like keep yeah. breathing keep breathing breathing equals relaxation it's like look at yoga you know you're constantly focused on your breathing your pace yeah i don't do i i don't even do yoga and i know that just by watching mm-hmm. other people do it. it makes a lot of sense to me the reason it makes sense is because it's it's part of your body being locked into that gas pump. Right. And being constantly in a state of being recharged. So I I, I haven't even really talked about playing drums yet. Right? It's all yeah. about it's it's <laughs> yeah. all about what you're doing as the person holding the sticks. And mm-hmm. th- that's the whole point here is like the drums themselves are only an instrument. You're the one that is conducting how they're being played. And so really It's all on you. Um, It's all on you. It's 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 not really there aren't any other factors here. So when you sit down to play, focus on your breathing. When you sit down to play, focus on playing the long ball, not just getting through this really really fast fill, right? Um, When you sit down to play, think about relaxing. That means how you're sitting, means how you're positioned on your throne. It means your mindset. If you're happy to be there, you're going to be more relaxed. So, do I do this all the time? Absolutely not. I was just in a session this week. Pa- the, like some of the parts are too hard for me to play. Totally not relaxed. <laughs> did, I, did, did I play well? Not really. When do I play my best when I'm relaxed? My ankles are really loose, the back of my heels pretty close to the pedal. My wrists are free-flowing, and I don't feel drained at the end of the song. I know I play better like that. Like Now that I have my mm-hmm. studio and I'm filming stuff, I yeah. know I play better. Like it's, it's amazing if I just remind myself to do what feels unnatural, which is just mm-hmm. to relax, let my heel down, sit back. That feels unnatural to me. I, I, I'm not sure if it's because I've been trained to do something else for a long time or not. It feels unnatural. If I do that, I play better. So yeah. then I always ask myself the question, why do I not do that at first? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it takes me a little bit to get there. I I, I get there. It takes me a little bit. Uh, I don't always live in that place. But uh, I do I do know that when I'm relaxed and I'm sitting back and I'm breathing, I just play better, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I So it's funny that you said we didn't even talk about drums yet, because that's, I mean that's the uh that's the key right there. and even like if you break down rudiments, you know right. a, and and playing drums the quote unquote right way as if there's one way to do it. but I mean, in most cases, if you're improving as a drummer, you're finding that you're doing less right. with your body. you know, um a lot of people that I see playing drums are like tense and mm-hmm. they're playing like this and a lot of young drummers or you know drummers starting out not necessarily young uh drummers who just started are very active they're moving their arms around um, this is going to be turned into another gif i can already feel it uh, <laughs> <laughs> movement uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that yeah. last one was terrible can't wait to um, see that one but as you uh as you improve and you know um grow as a drummer you start to realize i don't need to move my whole arm i just need to move my wrist no that's a exactly bit. right you know and uh same with feet i don't need to move my legs up and down i just need to move my ankles mm-hmm. you know and and you start to realize these things that not only uh take less effort and less energy but also allow you to play faster mm-hmm. uh even like um I think one of Adam's lessons on uh you know on the inner circle uh lesson you know channel whatever uh was just talking about how to how to use your wrists even less by using your fingers. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that's like if you can use your your fingers in tandem with your wrist, I mean you can pretty much scale that speed yeah. <laughs> as quickly as possible. Um I'm not a fast drummer. The fastest stuff that I do is like pop punk, which is, I guess, relatively fast, but, oh, yeah. like, I'm not doing, like, crazy double kick or anything, um, the best advice that I can give you, um, taking it to the kit now would be, um, play slow.
0: hmm
1: Play slow for a really long time. Uh, I can't stress the importance of, like, it, like, playing fast is, is one thing, and if you want to sound terrible, but fast then just start playing fast. You know, just
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> play as fast as you can. It's not going to sound good. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to play fast and sound good, play that part very slow. You can spend your entire session just getting that part down. Mm. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter how. You Just play it as fast as you can well. Mm-hmm. If you start to get sloppy, slow it down. Mm-hmm. And just keep playing it at that speed until you're locked in, and then maybe when you get to the kit the next time, try to speed it up a little bit. See, mm. you know, see where you can play it well, and that's how I would say to grow your speed. Um, and I think stamina will actually come naturally there because yeah. you're going to start to realize this is how I play this part. Yeah, um, I don't need to tense up, and and for me at least, I'm more tense. When I'm playing a part that I'm not familiar with, that's exactly right. Because the muscle memory isn't there. So I Mm -hmm. I know we're starting to sound like a broken record, but it's because there's some some of these key um, uh, key focuses are important, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it plays its way into every other aspect of drumming. Um, Muscle memory, knowing your knowing the parts, is going to improve how you play them. Hands down. Yeah. Starting slow is going to enable you to play fast down yeah. the road if you yeah. keep practicing at it. Practice makes perfect. It is the, you know, everyone's heard that term, but it's it's honestly the truest yeah. statement yeah. <laughs> when it comes to drumming. You have to put the time in, um, yeah. and then and then what exactly what Matt said, like being relaxed. Like the reason Tom Brady is such a great quarterback is because he just relaxes, and, and you can when tell. It- and it's when it matters too. I, I guess I mm-hmm. guess the most important thing,
0: maybe as a drummer, if you're listening to this, you're thinking, okay, I can be relaxed when no one's watching. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I completely agree with you. Like that's, yeah. that's how yeah. I am. I don't really like playing in front of people as funny as that sounds because it's my job. I yeah. enjoy it. I enjoy it when I'm confident and feel able-bodied to do it. But if I'm feeling unconfident, it's, obviously it's one of the scariest things there's in the world. Pressure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you're expected to do something that you don't feel prepared to do. So mm-hmm. if you're sitting there thinking, okay, I can be relaxed. I can do all this when there's no one watching, but when it really matters, I fall apart. That's what I'm talking about with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's able uh his ability to be successful is really contingent on his ability to relax when it really matters. Mhm. You know? And so I guess for me, like if I'm in the studio and I know I'm under the scalpel, I know I'm being recorded, I know I'm, I'm going to see all those peaks hopefully lining up on the grid in Pro Tools, mm-hmm. um, I, I try to just remember that I'm doing this because I love it, because it's for me, and no one else is going to be as critical of me as I am critical of me, of myself. Mm-hmm. Right. You are going to be yeah. more critical of yourself than other people are. So don't feel like you can't show your weaknesses, like you have to hide the fact that you're imperfect from, from other people. They already know that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they, they're less critical of you than you are. For me, if I'm, if I'm able to come to terms with the fact that I'm gonna make mistakes, and I don't have to hide those mistakes from other people, I play more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Like, if I'm trying, Tim, if I'm trying to, if, if I, um, that's, okay. I used to have a speech impediment. I used to stutter. If mm-hmm. I'm afraid of showing you that speech impediment, I'm probably going to stutter more. Right. Right? Because I'm more yeah. tense. I'm, I'm more concerned about it. I'm thinking about it. As a drummer, if you're concerned that other people are going to see you as an imperfect drummer, guess what? You are. Everybody Mm -hmm. is. No one is perfect. Mm -hmm. So come to terms with that, knowing that other people expect that from you. They don't expect perfection. And then you'll be able to relax because you say, oh, it's okay. I'm going to miss that. I just missed that. No problem. And you're just able to breathe your way through it. I think for me, I wish someone would have told me that 20 years ago so that yeah. i would have known i don't have to put on this facade that i'm perfect yeah. just yeah. because i'm in a band and on a record label and touring and playing yeah. in front of people you know mm-hmm. but for some reason that that was sort of built into me
1: i'm a perfectionist that's probably part of it <laughs> yeah yeah that's probably part of it <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely it i mean there's it's it's really true like if you have like they say if you have like some kind of physical ailment or something that that you consider wrong with yourself yeah. because it's, it's quote unquote weird or different, you know, um, in most cases you're the one drawing attention to that thing mm-hmm. in conversation with others. Um, while you were talking, I, I remembered a story, um, and you probably don't even remember this, but, um, our bands played a festival. I don't even remember what year this must've been 2006 or seven or something. Our bands played the same festival in Jersey In Jersey and, uh, Revelation yeah. Generation. Yes, yes. Rev Gen. uh, of course, Of course right. I remember yeah. this. So I love that. that music festival. Yeah, so um so I was able to catch your set. So I was standing side stage with another band, um Fireflight. I don't know if anyone mm-hmm. listening knows who they are, but um and I just remember so I knew you, I had seen you play before. Um they had only heard your music. They had never seen you play live and I remember, um, I forget her name, but the lead singer of that band was standing next to me and she was just like in awe watching you play drums. Like she was like shaking her head and like she kept like tapping my shoulder like, like, look at, you know, and I was like, yeah, I know, I know. And, I, and I'll and i never forget this, like it was such an awesome performance and I remember like catching you after the show and you like looked at me and you're like, dude, that I, I, that was such a bad show. <laughs> like I played so bad. And I was like, dude, no one would have even noticed. Like literally the <laughs> singer of this band was like tapping my shoulder every time he did some crazy fill. Yeah, And, uh, and it was, I mean, that's a testament right there. You felt yeah. like you played horribly. Yeah. Um, and the singer of a professional touring band yeah. was sitting there freaking out at how good that was (laughs) you know that's just funny same story you know i've had
0: that same conversation so many times with other drummers exactly the same thing where i'm like that was so sick aaron gillespie (laughs) and he's like oh that was trash i played horrible i'm like dude i know what trash is i'm a drummer like i do this yeah and I know what you're saying when you say I played horribly. I say that too. You did not play horribly <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you're your own worst enemy. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's the thing. so you're, remember you're your biggest that. critic, please remember yeah. that
0: like you're going to play better if you remember that other people are less critical of you than you are of yourself. yeah, use that to your advantage. you're going to so in other words, you're gonna play worse if you're focusing on what other people find and you're playing to be uh, imperfect. Other Mm -hmm. people know you're not perfect. Play with that in mind, and you'll play better because you're relaxed, and when mistakes happen, and they will, you'll get through them.
1: Yeah, yep. That's That's it.
0: (laughs) That's it. Now, can we all follow that advice? Not all the time. (laughs) Not all the time. Three days ago, I was not following my own advice, but that's why we talk about it on here. It's a good reminder, and, you know... Um, I I would be anxious to hear how that is helpful to drummers who are listening to this. So if if you have found that to be helpful, send us a message. We'd love to hear it. Maybe we can read it on the next episode, you know, talk about some of the messages we get. Like, hey, that was terrible advice and definitely doesn't work. And I got kicked out of my band because I relaxed and I couldn't play the songs. You know, like, whoops, all right.
1: Yeah, it is is interesting seeing uh, incredible drummers with terrible form. Uh, and like, how do you do that? Like, that's you just, true. You know, how does that even work? But uh, I, it happens. So, I mean, everyone has their own way of playing, and you know, sometimes looking tense might be the most comfortable thing for you. Travis One thing I guess doesn't yeah. have like <laughs> this kind of technique, and he's choked up on the stick. And he holds, yeah, worst form. He holds the stick like, like this. Yeah, I think it's even higher than that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it just feels. It looks uncomfortable but he's comfortable and he's been playing incredibly for years you know I mean it's crazy um one other thing I will say is I I want to reference a conversation that we had I don't know if it was a year ago but uh you had talked about Dave Elitch and not fighting the drums Mm -hmm. like uh, I think that's something if you're finding if you're struggling with certain parts that are very fast break down the part Mm -hmm. figure out where you know where am I going with this? Where am I screwing up? Where am I hitting the you know I'm hitting the high tom rim yeah. every time I try to transition, um, and f- try to figure out maybe my kit isn't set up right. Yeah, you know everyone wants their kit to look cool, and mm-hmm. sometimes you want to match the drummers that you uh, idolize, but ultimately like you have to set the kit up for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know if there's a tom that's that's getting you every single time you try to play this part. Uh, there's a good chance it's in the wrong spot. No, that's true. I mean, you know, that's, so, um, so keep that in mind, uh, as well, just as a side note before we wrap this topic up, because I think, um, you know, make sure that you are comfortable with your kit setup. Yeah. because um, that ultimately is also going to help you, uh, play faster.
0: No, that's true. I care a lot about the aesthetics, but I started with a snare drum and a kick and a hi-hat. I took everything else away. Mm-hmm. Fifteen years away. Yeah, fifteen years ago. Just played with those three instruments. Closed my eyes mm-hmm. or turn off the lights. I can't remember. And I yeah. just moved them until it felt good. Turn t- turn the lights on. Open my eyes. Tom one, Tom two. That felt good. Tom three. There you go. Yeah. So do the same thing. I would say. And then if it looks dumb, and you really care about the aesthetics, which I understand, move some stuff around. That's maybe a little bit less inconsequential less Mm -hmm. consequential um like your symbols you know snare drum and kick placement are really and tom one are really important as far as Mm -hmm. like how i'm balanced on the kit yep uh but but at the same time you know this is true too like if your kit sounds bad and it looks bad it takes away a lot of the the joy of playing it does like when your kit's tuned up you know and it it looks good and it all feels good. That's that's important. It's all it is. it's yeah.
1: all important. It plays into it. It plays into it for it, sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All but right. If you're noticing certain, you know, uh, certain things that are happening consistently, you know, yeah, focus. You know, put some effort towards fixing it.
0: No, that's right. You know? Okay. Faith topic. Cool. Faith right. topic is so, uh, uh, a faith what you topic you out on?
1: Actually, yeah. Yeah. So how about yeah. you head this Don't, one off? I will, yeah. I, I'm going to start by reading a verse. It's Luke 10, uh, or a few verses, I guess, Luke 10, 38 through 42. Um, and uh, let's see where where, where this goes. Um, it's it's a verse that I'm sure any, any of you who have grown up in the church, maybe if you've only a- attended church three times, you've probably heard a sermon on this because <laughs> it's such a popular verse. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I'm going to read it and see where the conversation goes. So um, Luke ten thirty eight through 42. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve all alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, You are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So um, more recently I've heard a lot of um, commentary around the good qualities of Martha, Hmm. which I think there are a lot of good qualities. Um, and, And even Jesus in this passage doesn't say that she's... In the wrong yeah <laughs> like a lot of people have taught or preached you know Martha's not the bad guy here there's just a different perspective right um, and so the the it's really the last two lines that stick out to me but the Lord answered her Martha Martha you are anxious and troubled about many things but one thing is necessary Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her and and especially that last line, like that time that Mary spent with Jesus hmm. is time that will uh supersede even this life mm-hmm. right? I mean, no one knew exactly what was going to happen to Jesus with his death and and resurrection and and ascension, you know but um but Mary in that moment said this is more important i'm I'm gonna sit here and and take in everything that I can. Uh, and I think that, like, this is a really good picture of um, the church. This is a very good picture of how we can get so concerned and consumed with all the things. We can get consumed with, with uh, making sure that the words are up on the screen on a Sunday mm. morning uh, and that they're all spelled correctly, mm-hmm. and uh, making sure that the mix sounds just right for the worship service and making sure that the lapel mic has a new battery in it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um for the for the message, you know or or like there's so many things on a Sunday morning being part of production teams and worship bands, and you know, like I see everything that goes into it mm-hmm. and and on the off side, like, the just the religious acts mm-hmm. like making sure that the that the communion plates are are you know nice and shiny mm. and like there's so many things that we do because we're human mm-hmm. you know so many things that we feel like need to be perfect that in the grand scheme of things it just don't matter mm. even things in our christian life that we do that just detract like we think we're doing this because it's what we're supposed to be doing as Christians, you know, when in reality, it it, ma- it matters very little. Hmm. Like, the amount of time spent on some of these things is just ridiculous when we're only spending five minutes doing actually, doing what we actually should be doing, which hmm. is listening, hmm. uh, spending time in God's presence, uh, serving. <laughs> you know, like, there's there are so many things that we're not doing that we really should be doing, and I think this is a really good, uh, good picture of, like, Like, so Martha was in the kitchen, you know, preparing a meal. It's important. Mm -hmm. No one's saying it's not important. Mm -hmm. She was cleaning. Um, She wanted to tidy up her house. She wanted to present something to Jesus because, you know, she understood who Jesus was, and it Mm -hmm. was important to her to Mm -hmm. do these things. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what did she miss out on? Hmm. Right? It's not that she was doing the wrong thing. Uh, It's not that she even had the wrong idea of who God was. It just didn't dawn her that, like, all that time spent was time that she wasn't receiving,
0: hmm.
1: you know? And, and so that makes me think, like, okay, she wasn't receiving.
0: Hmm.
1: How many times am I caught up with other things and I feel like I need to be doing? I feel like I need to be hmm. serving. I feel like I need to be preparing. I, th- I feel like I need to be doing my part as a good Christian, whatever that means, and I'm not receiving what, it's clear in this passage what was most important was was that Mary was receiving from Jesus there's a clear distinction
0: you're making that i really like and it's yeah. <laughs> so here's what i'm hearing from you when someone reads the bible they might say i can't do that i can't live a christian life i just it's it's too it's too restricting because it's telling mm-hmm. me there are all these things i can't do All of these things that are wrong, these commandments I must follow. What I'm hearing you say is there are commandments that you can or cannot follow. If you follow them, you will receive. You will get something that you would not have otherwise gotten. If you don't obey, if you don't listen, if you don't, if you aren't guided by the words of the Bible and by what Jesus wants for your life, it's not that you're doing something that he says, that's wrong. How dare you? That's uh-huh. terrible. There is a certain judicial system inside of God's parameters, yes. Uh-huh. There, is, there is responsibility that has, that has to be taken seriously in the end. There has to be justice. But the bottom line is it's, it's not that there are things that God is saying, that is wrong, that is wrong, and therefore you shouldn't do it. It's You're missing out on what you could uh-huh. be having right now. Yeah. And this is just a um, zoomed-in version of what I see as the prodigal son, whereas the yeah. older brother is working at home. He's doing all the right things. He thinks he's in step with what his father wants for him because he's not doing anything wrong. In the end, he doesn't receive the blessing, the feast, Uh because he's so wound up, so caught up, so distracted by what he thinks is right and wrong. And how could his younger Mm -hmm. brother feast and be invited into a party that he doesn't (laughs) deserve, by the way, that was paid for by the older brother? Because the younger brother, when he asked for his inheritance, took it. There was only 50% left, which was the older brother's. Mm -hmm. So there was bitterness, there was resentment. In this case, you have someone doing the responsible thing of being a good host. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's a good thing. It's not yeah. it's not a bad thing. It's just a lesser thing. Jesus's yeah. words, better. The opposite the opposite yeah. of better is lesser, I would say in this case, you know. Mm-hmm. It's um, yeah. she could have been but she wasn't. Yeah. And I think that that can help us. See, this is a tough a tough line to walk because you might be listening to this thinking, wait a second. So what about sin then? Sin mm-hmm. sin has repercussions. But oftentimes we yeah. look at sin as like God hates me. I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm condemned to hell because of the sin that I've committed. No, 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 hold on a second. Sin does create a barrier between you and God, but Jesus but Jesus, but Jesus. bridges yep. that gap. Mm-hmm. He he is our intercept our direct line to God that, even though we sin, is, is what we receive as a result of grace, and mm-hmm. continuing to sin, continuing to, um, to avoid what, what, what God really wants for us, not only, not only separates us from Him, but it, we don't get to receive what He has for us, and that's the mm-hmm. real travesty. The real travesty yeah. is that there's a, there's a lot more to miss than than we think sometimes, and if we would just remember that, it would be our motivation to do what is done in the story, which is put the dishes down and go over and do do something that seems, um, I mean, almost silly,
1: mm-hmm.
0: almost silly, um, but. Yeah. Like you said, it's it's something that she'll take with her forever.
1: Yeah. I love that you brought up the prodigal son story because I agree. It's very similar. And, and one of uh, like this mind-blowing moment for me as a person, uh, as a Christian, was when it was put into perspective for me that we are not the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. We're the big brother. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Because all of a sudden it was like, oh, I've been doing all this laboring and serving and to to try to earn something. Mm-hmm. And the most powerful line in that passage, in my opinion, is when the father says, what are you talking about? All of what I have is yours. Mm-hmm. And like, like, if I was that big brother in that moment... And it, when it, when this was, dawned on me, I was mm-hmm. <laughs> the big brother in that moment. And it was God telling me, "What are you talking about? All of what I have is yours. You don't have to earn this. Hmm. You you've inherited it. Like it, you know, <laughs> it's not that you've you know working is what got you here. Like you've always had it.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, and that doesn't mean I'm, this isn't a call to be foolish. Uh, it's not a call to be um, a bad steward of what you have." But it is a call to make that distinction, to say, what am I missing out on? Like, am I living in a way that's trying to earn what I already have? Like, how ridiculous does that sound when it's put into perspective? Like, why why would anyone try to earn something that they already own? Hmm. Take ownership of your faith. Take ownership of what Jesus has done for you. It's not, you know, Christianity is not about... Following the rules to have salvation, mm-hmm. Christianity is about you have salvation, hmm. therefore <laughs> yeah. you want to follow the rules and we've said this before in a number of different ways, but I think the point here that I really want to drive home is just like take a take a step back and look at the big picture of your life and and try to figure out like what are you missing out on? Hmm. Uh, a good example would be like if I was so consumed with all right, I'm just gonna t- I'm gonna say August Burns Red for a for a minute because a lot of you listening might relate. Um, if I was really uh, consumed with 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 August Burns Red and I wanted to be in line for the show so I could get the best seats or the best standing room, I wanted to be right up at the barrier to see this show. Um, I might miss that moment when matt and the band walks from the tour bus mm-hmm. to the back of the venue and i'll miss out on that opportunity to say hi or to have a quick conversation mm-hmm. or you know like this is it's a terrible example but like what like look at your life what are you missing out on what are you so focused on doing the right thing or the thing that makes the most sense that you might actually miss out on what's what's more important You know, dude,
0: this is this is so important that we hear and that we remind ourselves Mm -hmm. of this. Stop it. Just stop. Stop, 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 stop. (laughs) Stop working for something that you already have ownership of. You already have access to. You have it. You don't Mm -hmm. need to work for it. You can't work for it. You can't. It's impossible. You already have it. Mm -hmm. You can't. You you can't strive to earn it because it's yours. Mm -hmm. You already have it. Right. You already have it. It must be so frustrating to be God, because oh you just gosh. like, yeah. I've given you this. Stop. <laughs> yeah. And yet, we need we need to, for ourselves, for our own sanity, feel like we've earned it in some sense. We mm-hmm. all do it. We are all the older yeah, brother. Yeah. It feels better. Right. We can live with ourselves. We can live with the fact that we mess up. We can live with the fact that we make mistakes. We can live with the fact that we sin, because at least we've done something to earn the grace that we've been given no you can't mm-hmm. because you've
1: sinned yeah
0: you haven't lived yeah. a perfect life therefore you don't deserve what you've been given in return you can't mm-hmm. earn it and the fact that you have to sit down and relax by the way the same word from the mm-hmm. you know the the drum topic can be applied here it's upsetting to us man it's upsetting because we have to live with the fact that we didn't do it ourselves and there's, yeah. there's this, like, false humility that plays into this that's, that's really toxic inside Christianity. That, oh, like, yeah. I'm better yeah. than you because. I know mm-hmm. we're all Christians, or I know that we've all been given this grace by God, but, but I do this, and you don't. Or mm-hmm. I don't do this, and you do. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Look at these two stories. Can't do that. Can't do that. If you believe the Bible is true, that will not stand. Mm-hmm. God will not tolerate it. You will not be invited into the feast. You'll be invited. You just won't go. Yeah,
1: You'll be right. invited.
0: You just won't go. You, you, yeah. and that's what C.S. Lewis said, right? C.S. Lewis was yep. bold in this. He's like, the only reason you won't that you won't get into heaven isn't because God won't let you in. This is very much so paraphrasing. This is what mm-hmm. I gathered from it. Yeah. Maybe I'm mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong. The only reason you're not getting into heaven isn't because God doesn't let you. It's because you've chosen to not be there. You don't want to be there. You do not want to be there. Yeah. You've gotten to that gate and you've said, nope, I cannot live knowing that I'm not in control of something. I have to have control over mm-hmm. at least something, some part of my life. That's what it is. It's control. Yeah. It's, it's control. The prodigal son... Teaches us that we have a God who's better who's even better than the Father in that parable and that story. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. He's yep. even better than that Father. He's a father who will say to us over and over and over and over and over and over again, till he's out of breath, that we're invited into the feast. Right. And we'll say no oh, over yeah. and over and over and over and over again. He's the kind of God, the kind of father who will not only come sprinting to meet us on the road. He'll come to the pig pen where we've exhausted all resources and we are done. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: He'll meet yeah. you there. He wants to be there, man, because he knows you're a lot yeah. easier to talk to in that moment because you've got mm-hmm. nothing to offer. That's the point. The point mm-hmm. is that if you're the older brother, you're hard to talk to. You're hard mm-hmm. to you're hard to negotiate with because you have all of these reasons that you are that you feel entitled to what you've been given. No, you don't have any ground to stand on when it comes to salvation. The younger brother at mm-hmm. least knows he's got nothing. He's wished yeah. you dead the moment he asked for his inheritance. That's what it meant mm-hmm. when he said, I want my inheritance. He wished his father dead. Yeah. that's And that's that's the reminder we all need. That's the reminder Manheim needs. That's the reminder Lancaster County needs we think that we have what it takes at least part of the part of it to get salvation and we don't and it's just, it's despicable honestly it's it's it is. it's like spitting on the miracle of salvation
1: mhm yeah that's exactly what it is i i hold true and you kind of touched on this with the cs lewis um paraphrase but like i do believe that that heaven's gates are latched from the outside mm. the only the only the only people that you know, you're you're just not letting yourself in. And I and I Dang. think it's it's very it's very clear to me when I read the Bible that, you know, we are gonna give an account. And the crazy thing is, is the the reason we're giving an account isn't for God to uh I mean he is going to judge us, but yeah. the funny thing is that is that he's not. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's gonna judge us. But really, the judgment is is all on ourselves. And this is funny because it ties into the the speed and stamina topic a little bit, too, is that yeah. we are our own worst enemy in, right. this, in this instance. We are, we are our own biggest critic. Hmm. We're going to give an account, and we're going to start to realize, I do not compare. I do not deserve to be in heaven. And that is the place that we all need to get to, hmm. ultimately. That's where we all need to be. That's right. And the sooner we get there, as soon as we find that humility, the sooner we realize that we are terrible people, yeah. <laughs> awful people who don't deserve the grace of God. Um, the quicker we'll realize the gravity of that grace, hmm. and all we have to do is accept it. Hmm. I mean, like I, I kept saying the word "received" when I was referring to Mary yeah. being there with Jesus for a reason, because salvation is a gift; hmm. it's already been given. We have the choice whether to receive it or not. That's that's on us. Mm. That's the only thing we have to do. And it's really not anything. Mm. It's it's a very passive <laughs> mm. <laughs> acceptance is a you know you just have to receive it. We just have to open that latch to heaven's gates and walk in. Mm. And the thing that's gonna hold us back is when we see people who we don't feel That's exactly right. Who, who we feel deserve it less. That's right. right. Like if I walk and I open that latch and, and see Hitler's in is mm-hmm. in heaven. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be pretty pissed because, like, that guy is a terrible human being, you know. But the thing is, at the end of the day, none of us earned it. Mm -hmm. None of us compare. None of us hit the mark. So who cares? Hmm. Who cares who gets in heaven? Because heaven is about the glory of God. Hmm. Heaven is about experiencing the fullness, you know. And I think all of these passages are often misinterpreted and misexplained uh, I grew up thinking that I was the prodigal son, that I was the one hmm. who who walked away and was accepted back. As soon as that picture changed for me, it was a it was a game changer because hmm. I realized I am the one judging the lesser, or, or the seemingly hmm. lesser. <laughs> I am the Mar- I'm the Martha judging Mary hmm. for receiving for realizing their their flaws and wanting to get as much as they can. I always love talking to like new Christians. In fact, it was one of the things that like attracted me to my wife mm. at first. Like she was a fairly new Christian when I met her and she was so zealous. Mm. She wanted she just wanted to learn, you know. Like she she accepted that she was flawed mm. and she just wanted to learn and I was like the, you know, big, I've been a Christian for a long time. I know the drill, but really I was, I was so far behind even her. I wasn't, I didn't have that zeal. I didn't have that excitement to learn and and to receive and to grow. And so I had stuck myself in a, in a spot that I I wasn't moving anywhere. I was just still under the impression that I had done what I needed to do
0: Hmm.
1: (laughs) and I wasn't receiving, you know? It's like, so So, how are we doing that? You know, as as Christians in the church, uh, how are we doing that? Like, I know, I think I've talked to you about it. You, you actually don't like playing drums for worship mm-hmm. because it's hard for you to worship. Mm-hmm. It becomes a performance. Um, and I think that uh, I don't necessarily feel that way when I'm playing drums, but, um, you know, in a worship setting. But I do know that there are other things that I get caught up in yeah. in service for the church or for what I feel is my Christian duty, yeah. again, I'm going to throw that word out mm-hmm. there, um, that I get caught up in that and forget to receive. Yeah. I forget to to experience God's presence. Yeah. So as Christians, let's let's try to focus on what's most important, yeah. what Jesus has time and time again uh, iterated here in the scripture. Yeah. <laughs> that we need to receive. Yeah. That's that's the most important thing. That's going to benefit us in the long term. Uh and if you're not a Christian, uh I guess my advice would just be that it doesn't matter. You can still receive. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> the end goal here is is receive. Yeah. That's right. The end goal here is recognize your flaws and and move forward. You know. The guy in Mannheim in that parking lot is
0: all of us screaming, mm-hmm. yelling, frustrated, angry, bitter, resentful, messed up. I challenge everyone listening to this to think of the of a recent interaction with someone that they feel like they were in the right and the other person was in the wrong and I want you to put yourself in their shoes. So much so that you're saying I am them. Mm. That is me. Because at the at the root of it it is. It yeah. is you. It is you. It is mm-hmm. you because we are all flawed. And as much as we see flaws as living on in varying degrees, some are worse than others. On a human level, they are. On a spiritual level, the Bible tells us otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I would just challenge us all to look at it. Damn it, stop working to get this. Yeah. Stop it. Just stop. Even if it's just today. Just sit Mm -hmm. back and stop every time your brain goes to like, oh, I can't believe that person did that. Or I would never do that. No, 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 no. Stop. Just stop yourself in that moment and put yourself in their shoes. You are a person that would do that. You in and of yourself, Mm -hmm. you in and of yourself are sinful you are live with that face it and then accept the fact that you've been forgiven of it yeah and when you realize that it will change you real change not not Mm -hmm. not the kind of change that's social change and cultural change it's like formidable change it's underneath every other change that actually lasts that sticks that's rooted in the fact Mm -hmm. that you love something and you want to change not i have to change because this is wrong You want to. You can't believe that you have the opportunity to. Like Jake, the singer from my band, said recently, you don't have to do that thing. You get to do it. You don't have Mm -hmm. to drop your kid off at school. You get to do it. Like, you should feel pretty fortunate to have that opportunity. You know? We get to Mm -hmm. do this podcast. We don't have to do it. That's right. Yeah. It's a privilege. So there's a verse I want to wrap up with. Um, Tim Keller, my favorite pastor and author, Spoke on this years ago in a podcast called Authentic Christianity. I've talked about it before. The reason it stuck with me is because presumably he's read this verse a lot. We all have. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And when he reads it at the end of his sermon on authentic Christianity, he says, wow, really? Mm -hmm. And it's like he was reading it for the first time, even though he's read it a hundred times. And I want all of us to Mm -hmm. look for that you know, as we hear this verse, I want all, I, mm-hmm. I, I want all of us that are Christians to look for that in our lives today, no matter what it is, you've heard it a thousand times, but it's like, you're hearing it for the very first time, whether mm-hmm. it's the relationship you have with your spouse, your kids, you've been in that relationship for a while. There have been a lot of painful things that have happened. I want you to look at it as if it's, it's all new. And you get to have that relationship you get to have that experience it's not that you have to so here's the verse matthew eleven twenty eight 28 and 29 come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn of me for i am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest in your souls tim keller's response was wow really i think that that's the response we all need to have knowing that no matter what it is that you're carrying with you, man, like you said, Tim, you can receive what Jesus has for you. You can rest. You can relax. You can exhale. It's not on you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Thank God. It's not on us.
1: It's not. Just relax. Yep. hmm Yeah. I think that sums up both topics just relax. True. <laughs> I never would have thought we would
0: be able to correlate those two, but sure enough, yeah, sometimes you're a little surprised <laughs> by how similar. So, so if you fast forward to this yeah. to the faith topic, uh you got a little drum topic in there actually with that yeah, so pretty much did. the same <laughs> synopsis. So, yeah, thank you same, guys so much yep, for listening right. to this. Thank you Tim for putting time aside. I oh, know you're course. about to you're about to go through a whirlwind here with with having a second
1: <laughs> yeah. and um hey, you're and, you're just as busy as I am, so uh, this, this was, uh, this was a champion episode. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. <laughs> I'm excited for you. So excited
0: yeah, for, uh, you. I'm excited. to hear how things go. And by the time this comes out Wednesday, we'll all know.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have plenty more to, uh, to talk about with, with two children. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm preparing myself to learn <laughs> and, uh, and to grow and, uh, to learn new methods of of handling frustration and exhaustion and uh <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i'm also very excited i think i said this in an, in an earlier episode but i'm excited to um experience uh an expanded capacity to love mm-hmm. yeah i i don't quite understand how it's going to work cuz i love my son so much and i don't i know it's not going to retract from my love for him yeah. so it's just like you know, I'm gonna basically be the Grinch. My heart's gonna grow a little bit bigger in a matter of days, and I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <so. laughs> absolutely. You're but uh,
0: you're a good dad, a good <laughs> husband, and uh, yeah, um, thank you. I'm excited to thank you. to see your family grow. So, thank you, uh, yeah. thank you everyone yeah. for listening to this, tracking along with us. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, send us send us an email if uh, if any of this, you know, if you're thinking about this during the week or this makes you think of a story or something that relates to what we're talking about we'd love to hear about it and then we'll talk about it in the february 25th episode upcoming yep and um yeah appreciate you guys thanks a lot
1: yeah yeah if you're listening for the first time uh we do have a uh patreon um that basically uh pays the bills for us and and keeps us going um and that's patreon.com slash holy ghost notes um a number of different Levels of support um, that you can um, buy into, and that gives you various different incentives. Um, I think at the third tier, you get access to uh, mattgrinerlessons.com, where there's, I mean, tons of material there at this point, um, and weekly drummer hangouts, which everyone seems to love. Um, But even at the first tier, uh, you get into our incredible inner circle uh, community group, um, which I say often, but it is arguably the best thing about the entire Patreon uh, experience. So um, check it out if you're interested, if you'd like to support us, if you'd like to be more a part of what's going on. Um, I've got a couple new shout-outs, actually. So shout-out to uh, Nicholas Lewis, or Bam Bam Lewis, as he signed up under that name. Bam Bam. Bam, Bam. Nice. Welcome.
0: Welcome, and, Bam uh,
1: Bam. And Christian Ashmore. What's up, Christian? Uh, who is a uh, brother of one of the other members nice. that we've that got rules. on here. So, um, yeah. Thanks yeah, for very signing cool. up, So welcome, guys. Thank you for signing up. And... Um, yeah, if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, I uh, would love to hear about them. Uh, Matt and Tim at theholyghostnotes.com is our email address. And uh, yeah, use hashtag Holy Ghost Notes on your drum videos for a chance to be featured on our uh, social media pages. And drop us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. The reviews help, apparently. And um, so. If you have a few extra seconds, drop us a a review. Could be one star, could be five. Doesn't matter. (laughs) We love you anyway. Uh, Preferably five. Um, (laughs) And I think that's it. That's it. We got merch on the site. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. You guys are the best. Can't say that enough. Literally have the best community around us. Yeah, for sure. Thank you all.
0: Thanks, guys. Appreciate you very much. Tim, good luck the next couple days. I'll be thinking and praying for
1: you. Thank you. Thanks. And you know you we'll too, be man. seeing you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's about that time. <laughs> too cool. Too cool. Too <laughs> cool.